0: And welcome back to Football Terms. This is a very special episode because we are joined today by the head of the Referees Association, Andy Taylor. And this is, I think he's going to be able to give some really, really special insight. And specifically today, we're talking about the Jesse Lingard to Nottingham Forest transfer, which is one that's been uh, active for about, about three months now. Yeah, two, three months. Two, three months. And I think it's been a super successful transfer so far. I think that's all anyone would say about it. Andy Taylor actually was quite involved in monitoring the pre-match preparations for for Jesse's actual first game at the club, first meeting. Actually, uh, it was kind of a negotiation and trial mixed into one. Yeah. So you know, as from your from your position, how was Jesse? What what were Jesse's feelings actually going into that?
1: Well, uh, first, uh, Fabrizio and uh, Erling, thanks for having me here. It's uh, quite uh, it's a pleasure quite a, uh, an honor to be on this uh, what is I think now turning out to be a, a global phenomenon so thanks for the opportunity to, to uh, participate look I um, I've always been impressed with Jesse um, right from the very beginning he he came across to me as a super talented kid uh, a little bit immature from time to time um, needed a bit of a guiding hand which which his father was really pleased to see could give him uh, but you know the one thing about Jesse is he's a kid of yeah you know, he's, he's a kid of emotion and as soon as I saw him saw the gates for the first time of not Forest. you just you just knew that that's the club he wanted to be at and you know even even though I'm an official uh, and I know I'm supposed to be um, you neutral, know, neutral um, you know I really wanted to see that deal go ahead and you know I, I couldn't be any happier to see it go through
2: yeah and I think as well in this podcast we'll be talking about Jesse Lingard to Nottingham Forest but we'll also be touching on what what this what this season is moving into the Christmas period and with an official here, I think it's the perfect opportunity to kind of talk about what players can do for the clubs moving into this Christmas period. So now, just back to you, Andy, what do you think is kind of, what what do you see moving into this Christmas period essentials
1: to keeping players at the club? Look, I think it's a really clever uh, observation there, Erling, and you know, you, know, it's, you know, you've always amazed me at how, how mature you are for still a young player. Look, I think what you'll find with the Christmas period is a a real change in power dynamic. Um, Right at the beginning of the season, it's all about the clubs chasing the player. And yeah, I've been around in this league now for 18 years. And what I see as you get towards Christmas is the whole power dynamic changes. It's like, okay, as a club, we've taken a punt on you as a player. Now you need to show what you're going to do for us. And uh, if you haven't really got into your stride, if you haven't really shown what you're capable of by, by Christmas, then I really worry about that winter break for some of these young kids. And uh, they they really need to think, you know, what skills, what gifts do they have that they can actually show to the club and to just reassure the club that, you know what, you're worth staying with.
2: Yeah, and before before the podcast, you were actually talking about, obviously, you know, there's a lot of uh, controversy over VAR this season and things like that. So in terms of actually the rules of the game, what can we see uh, that players have to be careful of in order to keep them in good relations with the club and make sure you know that they're not they're not jeopardising the the club's chances of winning games.
1: Look, I think one of the mistakes the young players today um, particularly make is they they just think the camera is going to pick up everything and they think they can really push the the rules as far as possible. But look, if I could give players today one tip, uh, it's like be really conservative. So the classic example is that the the, the handball rule, right? Last season, the handball rule changed to that. If your, your hands were in a natural position, you'd be okay. Um, but if the hands moved into an unnatural position, right, you can get pulled up. Yeah. And look, what I would say to all young players is don't fall for that. If your hands are anywhere near the ball, you probably should be expecting to get some kind of Punishment. reprimand yeah. or, you know, or, you know, a card at the worst. But just keep your hands to yourself, right? That's what I'd say. Keep your hands behind your back don't be in any kind of position you can get yourself into trouble yeah. just keep it simple and and if you do just make sure the club are aware that you're going to well look i, I as an official i just can't condone that type of behavior just keep your hands keep your hands to yourself that's why well. yeah
2: yeah that's a very good point point. and that is a very big one that has changed this season is that handball rule but also the offside rule with these new lines on var you know whether they should be thickened or not how can we just make sure that players aren't stepping over that line
1: well, again, you know, there's no secret source here. It's, it's players taking responsibility for their own actions, right? Clubs are going to be looking at this offside rule really, really closely. You know, they don't want to see one of their players going into other territory. Yeah. For no reason, right? You know, they've spent all this money. They've shown all this commitment. And for a player just to step into someone else's territory like that, it's unforgivable. So, again, as an official, if you're in an offside position, I have no problem if the clubs really want to reprimand you after the game. Yeah. Can you also touch on from your
0: position as an official we see var probably about the last the last decade coming into play can you just touch on how the use of technology has actually changed
1: how you operate as an official and and the officials that you you look over as well yeah look i i I, yeah i guess it's a reflection of society really i think we're in a surveillance state and uh you know whether that's off the ground or on the ground again players should be thinking that officials are watching them at all times. At all times. Yeah. Right. You know, even 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 when the lights are out on a pitch in training sessions, I've seen it now, there's infrared yeah. technology, which is unbelievable. And then, you know, even take away the cameras, right? You know, with the watches we wear these days, if there's any infringement, our risks go off. You know? If the ball's over the line, you'll the be The ball's told. over the line. So there is nowhere to hide, you know, and that's all I can say to you young players today. Particularly you, Erling, because you know you're strong, you're strapping, you've got that kind of Viking thing going on about you. Just, just uh, you know, mate, just play within the rules.
2: Yeah, that is very good insight. I think from the the head of the referees association. And maybe just before we let you go, obviously you know you may have to go ref a few games tonight. But before before we let you do that, how can we expect Jesse to improve as a player in this? Uh,
1: in this transfer how
2: can we see him his potential be reached
1: look i i think i think um he's got he's got he's got all the gifts right he's got the speed he's got the finesse he's got the looks uh you know he's got the right attitude so i, I think if he just remains true to himself he'll be okay um but look not forest did take a bit of a pun on him and you know i just like to make sure that you know he doesn't take that for granted and you know Come this Christmas season, you know, when there's a bit of downtime, you know, make sure you're still out in the park, you're still practicing, you know, you're not taking for granted. Um, but yeah, you know, he's a he's a good kid; he'll he'll be fine.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's fair. That's a good point to to end on. So thank you for thank you for coming in. Thank you for giving us your your insight. Um, I hope to bring you in again soon. Yeah, no, thanks, Slides, really appreciate. Thanks the opportunity. a lot, man, Andy. So coming back to Nottingham Forest now And let's
0: just go into a bit more detail On on this actual The specifics of this transfer Let's just take a step back And can you just tell us a bit Erling about Jesse Lingard's Previous playing history
2: Yeah well I think Jesse Lingard's been a, been a player that Has always been looked at by clubs Has always been there but No club's really gotten to know him No club's really kind of gotten to understand him to the level At which Nottingham Forest have now He had a quick stint with Everton, which realistically that turned out to be nothing. But I think that was the first kind of big step on his resume. In senior football. In senior football. And he, um, you know, you can't say he enjoyed that stint. It was just a stint. Um, But that's really the only kind of playing history he has. And he's, you know been in very slight negotiations with other clubs but realistically he had a quick stint at Everton and now he's found his big club in Nottingham Forest and that's pretty much as simple as his playing history goes moving to Nottingham Forest
0: uh, i think from my from what i see ultimately they are just just a club with a you know a fairly big global and loyal fan base that everyone, everyone, no one doesn't like Nottingham Forest.
1: Oh, not no one doesn't
0: like Nottingham Forest. Um, is there any specifics
2: that you can give on Nottingham Forest as a club just quickly? Well, I think it's the first and main thing that has to be mentioned here is Nottingham Forest is an extreme, has an extremely loyal fan base and whatever decision they make in terms of whether it's bringing a player in or whether it's releasing a player that will be heavily supported by the fan base. And I think that's a strong uh, strong thing to have as a club. And But they're just a very happy club. You know, they're just happy with how they're going about things. They're just loving life, you know, loving, owning um, Nottingham Forest. And, you know, it's, it's pretty black and white. They're just happy with what's going on, have a loyal fan base, and never really looked out for a club before.
0: I think we also s- saw that kind of... Um club philosophy of loyalty come through and we talked about it a bit in the Richarlison to Spurs transfer, they will always help out their fellow clubs. They'll take on the kind of advisor role. Yeah. And they'll use their knowledge and experience as a club to to help out ones around them. Um let's go through to the to the negotiation phase because Andy did touch on this and and you were actually as well quite heavily involved in the in the uh in the pre-match preparations for Jesse's first trial at the club. Um, so can you just talk a bit about how Jesse was pre-trial? Yeah. What I, what I've got from you is a sense that he was actually really calm and relaxed. And I think that really helped him achieve in the trial.
2: Yeah. Well, so basically the way that this whole, um, negotiation phase started was in PE class, they developed a, an understanding for each other and they, you know, developed a, kind of a passion for each other and then you know just some you know friendly conversation and um, over text and just some you know just regular negotiations things you'd see in the early stages of any transfer and then I actually went to um, to the Sunshine Coast with Jesse and that's when I that's when I saw the turn that's when I saw holy like he wants this club and he really really likes this club. And he wants to sign the dotted line, but at the same time is very patient about it and did not want to rush the club into making a decision. It was just the only, like there was no negative that Jesse could tell me about. There was literally not a single negative about the club that he could find. And I initially thought, Oh, maybe he's being very optimistic about this transfer. But the more I, the more I look into it, the more I can really see that that, that was very true. And Honestly, he just he just loved his time in the negotiation phase. This is a odd odd transfer in the sense that the negotiation phase was almost as enjoyable as the transfer is now. You know, most transfers, the negotiation phase is simply to sign the dotted line. In this case, I think it genuinely was just to get to know each other because they enjoyed they enjoyed the negotiations. And I think that's that that shows character in both the, the player and the club. And Then we've come back from the Sunshine Coast and actually I was with Andy Taylor at the time and we've, we've dropped Jesse back at his house and he said, oh, I've got, um, I have a meeting with, um, Nottingham Forest. We actually left earlier that morning so he could get back for this meeting and we didn't, we didn't really speak to him throughout the day. Anyway, I had training that night, been picked up by Andy Taylor and, and he goes, oh, how was, how was, um, Jesse's, Jesse's meeting?" I was like, I don't know. And he was like, let's give him a call. So, and he picks up the phone, my phone, should I say, and calls Jesse Lingard and pretty much says, G'day, mate, like, how, how was your meeting? And he was really, really interested about it. And then Jesse just goes on this whole tangent about how good it was and how it's going to be the perfect transfer and how he's just absolutely loving his time in negotiations with the club. And it kind of just stayed like that for the, for the month or the... Yeah, month or two that they were in this negotiations for. And honestly, by the time they'd signed the dotted line, everyone was expecting it.
0: Yeah, and I think that enjoyment factor that you're talking about there has completely led into the transfer. Oh yeah. It's 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 you know, we saw a lot of fan hype around the transfer, around the dotted line, and sometimes it can actually it can unfortunately go the other way and it can actually it can actually flop well, doesn't meet up thing, to the expectations but what we've seen here is it's completely met up to the expectations and we'll touch on the the contract length next but it's going to warrant
2: a fairly long term contract i think just because ba- as you say there usually when there's a long negotiation phase usually you see a shorter trans the transfer length and that's simply because they almost burn out in the negotiation phase and by the time they they get to the transfer; so they have nothing else really to kind mm. of uh, talk about. But in this case, it's the complete opposite. I think you see a long negotiation phase, and you're going to see a very long transfer here. So, honestly, you see in the uh, in football terms, Instagram, it was expected at nine months, but I'm tempted to to push that up now, almost. Uh, almost to knocking on the door of a year well I think what we can say is I think it's fair to keep it at nine months but just we
0: can really expect a contract extension there will
2: be no surprise if it exceeds that nine months we'll
0: keep it at nine months but I think we can definitely look at at a contract extension coming you know and at that stage you know it may even be more than nine months which is really really good for the club club and the player in this situation at the
2: moment I think it's one for Ballon d'Or contention Oh, I think you'd be silly to say it's not. And honestly, if rumours are true that some other other transfers are breaking down, this could be, you know, the competition. This, competition's this, this could away. this could outlive any yeah, chances definitely. of other clubs uh, winning this. Definitely.
0: So, I think we'll wrap it up there. Andy Taylor gave us some excellent insight. So did you, Erling. Uh, thanks for spending the spending the time to talk to the to the market about this transfer. And I hope to see you again soon, mate. That
2: was really enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you.